This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Headed my way Three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget live, not so live, and welcome all you low lifers to the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful Southern Middle Tennessee. And I hope you're all doing well out there, as well as you can be in these crazy times. The world is the world is crazy, crazy world. But uh, don't look now. But it's football season finally, uh, amidst COVID panic, riots, a crazy election, and every damn thing else going on in the world. Football is back. And my Tennessee Vols won, and I don't care about any of y'all's teams. We played very ugly and uh, not happy about it. Not happy about it, but we got, we got that dub against South Carolina, and, you know, we'll take it. We'll take it. I hope you're uh, – actually, I, I'm lying. I hope your team's won. 
I hope if you're into the, all that betting stuff that you won some cash this weekend. I am terrible when it comes to gambling, so I don't do that. I don't do that. And uh, I normally go with my heart, and that gets me burned. So it is football time in Tennessee, as they say, and in the rest of the country. And I, I'm proud to see, uh, and I know all you are too, some sense of normalcy, right? Uh, fall is here. The weather's changing. You can hear my allergies. This is not COVID. I'm very, uh, like right here right now, the entire month of September so far, it's really starting to, uh, piss me off, but, uh, I've been out, you know, scouting them deer. Deer season started in Tennessee as well. So I've been outside and there's just a lot going on with the changing weather. And I'm just like, Bleh, right here. I feel like you're just, you're just stabbing me right there right now. But, uh, but it is nice, all that being said, it is very nice to have some sense of normalcy. And even though the stadiums aren't packed and even though coaches wearing masks on the sideline for the most part and different things, it was very cool to sit on the couch yesterday afternoon and watch a lot of dang football games. And I think America needs that right now. We need some sense of familiarity. And, uh, and, and man, it was, it was good. It was good. So I hope all your teams won, your college teams. I am a bigger college fan than I am the NFL. Uh, for the most part, I love my Titans. I do watch them every chance I get, but I, I don't miss the, the the Vols. It's very rare since I was a small, small child that I miss Tennessee playing football, and I get very angry. Um, not fun to watch football with for the most part. And me and actually today's guests were texting back and forth last night, manic texting. And I watched the game with my dad and the triple threat last night. All the kiddos had plans, of course, because they're too cool for school to hang out with us. So did that and, uh, you know, ate some chicken wings. Ate some good old chicken chili that the triple threat cooked up. So it was a good night. It was a good night. Marty D has built this really cool porch with a little outdoor kitchen action this summer. And he just finished it up. He's got TV out there and it's the Man, it's the spot to watch a game. So, shout out to Marty D for having us over last night, and it's good, good times, good times. Uh, I am, uh, <clears throat> I'm currently, and y'all know, y'all know if you keep up with this, and y'all are low lifers, and if you are enjoying this program at all, you are a low lifer, and if you're just passing through so you can tell your buddies that you watch this idiot called Luke Duncan, you're now a low lifer too. We we grab you like a spider's web up in here, but we got the low lifers for life section the folks that have been just diehards that are here every week and then we got the passer throughs but you are now a low lifer that's what we call the listeners of this fine low budget live program that i bring you every monday and this is the podcast for monday september 28th but if you've listened for any amount of time you know that my weight struggles for me personally i'm like up and down up and down up and down and and me and big c from low budget live fame did the fat ass challenge earlier this year leading up to the classic i lost like 30 pounds when covid hit all went down the down the freaking tubes for the most part i ain't gained all that back but i ate a lot of junk i ate a lot of junk so for the past like three weeks and i haven't been talking about it i haven't been talking about it believe it or not but for the last three weeks, I'm I'm getting after it. I'm getting after it. I'm doing more physical stuff than I'm doing a diet. Okay. So I'm going, I'm going different approach this time. No crash diet, bull crap. I'm eating good, eating lean stuff, chicken and and uh broccoli and a lot of that kind of stuff, right? 
going lean, going lean. But I have been going three to four miles a day hiking in, uh, in our beautiful Tennessee has some amazing state parks, but I'm very fortunate. I got one like five minutes from my house and I've been going on the trails, man, getting out there in nature. Triple threat goes with me sometimes when she gets a chance and it's pretty awesome. I feel really freaking good. First week was rough, but going three to four miles a day, I'm running some, I'm walking some, Busting and and if you know anything about Southern Middle Tennessee, we got them heels now. So I've been busting ass, and I feel good, man. I can tell a difference already physically, and man, feeling good, feeling good. So you're gonna start seeing me posting more about it, Instagram stories and whatnot, because I'm like I'm getting off the couch. I, I go an hour a day, and what I've decided in my life is I waste an hour a damn day looking at TikTok. Put the phone down. Get off the couch. So that's my thing. Get off the couch. Whether that's walking around your driveway, doing whatever, get off the couch. So I think if – and Darian and I were talking stupid dumb Darian. Darian is fishing this week. And if everybody in America did that, if you just walked, did anything, 30 minutes a day, how much better you would feel and uh, and how different the country would probably be. I think, I think it helps your mental health. I think it does a lot of things. So get off the couch. That's my new campaign, man. That's my new campaign. Uh, this past week – Huge for Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus and my family. Huge. Two, not one, but two huge contracts signed this week that are going to, for years to come, mean a lot to this show, mean a lot to me, mean a lot to my family. Not one, but two. Not one, but two. So, so excited. Got to travel a little bit this week to take care of the fine print on one of those deals, but um, going to be announcing some things very soon, and I, I hope y'all are excited about that. Uh, cannot wait. Cannot wait. But before we move forward to the future, we can't forget about those OGs like StarTron, bringing you low-budget live, not-so-live, going on three years now. They were the first sponsor, and they've really been the only sponsor of the, quote, low-budget experience right here, low-budget live for all you low-lifers. Shake your StarTron. StarTron kicking ethanol in the teeth for years. You don't want ethanol in your boat motor. You do not want it in your chainsaw. You do not want it in your weed dirty. Your four-wheeler. Maybe you got a three-wheeler like Fat Cat Newton. Your dirt bike. Kick ethanol in the teeth by shaking your StarTron, putting a little StarTron in your tank, a little dab will do you. This bottle right here treats 256, what did you say, Luke? 256 gallons of fuel and kicks ethanol right in the teeth. They also make some fine cleaning products, StarBright, Boat Guard being one of my favorites. I've been cleaning up the Ranger because it's for sale. In case you missed my Instagram post, the 2020 Ranger is for sale. So if you know anybody interested, get at me. But I used a lot of Starbright cleaning products on that this week, cleaning it up for some pictures. So Starbright and Startron bringing you low-budget live. Now, here's one I've been waiting to tell you. If you notice, what? That's right. I'm wearing this lovely Sims fishing products shirt right here. We are very, and I say we because it's for all of us. This is for all of us. These make things possible sponsors. Y'all may some of y'all some of y'all may not want to hear this, but we are we are changing things in a very good way, and we have added the finest 
outdoor clothing manufacturer in the country, in my opinion, to the official list of Low Budget Live sponsors. And we now have an official clothing sponsor of the Low Budget Live podcast and the Traveling Circus. And that is Sims Fishing Products right here. Come on! Dude, I mean, from now going forward, Sims can't freaking wait. They make some amazing products. Uh, I got one of the new, they, they, they have a reboot on the Pro Dry rain suit. And I can tell you, I wore it this week. Just truly, it was pouring down rain. And uh, I just went out to just see. I, I fished a little bit in it. Uh, I actually ran in it one day. And I can tell you right now, lightweight rain gear. And I've never worn a Sim suit. I haven't. Uh, I never have. I wear a lot of their uh, base layer stuff. Uh, I've I've had a lot of their sun shirts over the years, but uh, fishing shirts. I can tell you, quality, quality, quality stuff. Great people out of Bozeman, Montana. You can't beat that because Bozeman is one of the coolest places on planet Earth. But a huge thanks to those guys for signing on to be an official sponsor of Low Budget Live. And I am here to remind all of you low lifers out there, you get one life. Fish it well, baby. Fish it well. All right. That's it. That's one of my announcements. That's one of that. That's a biggie for us. That's a biggie. But there are more to come. There are so many more to come in the coming weeks. But uh, Sims, thank them. And I, I saw I saw a comment last week, and it and and I and I commented back on the big corporate podcast. And we're going to get into that here in a minute because uh, I got some things I want to talk about on that. But uh, a, a guy commented, and this this kind of stuff kind of gets to me. And this this is why. And this guy said, and and he and he's a fan. He's a fan, and I, sir, I forget your name and the comment, and I commented back to you, but he said, we're not here for six cents or Startron. We're here to hear you tell the truth. And, uh, and look, I get it, but here's the thing. If you don't support people like Startron, Six Cents, Sims, these companies that believe in what I'm doing, we can't take it to the next level. We can't keep going. Um you know, I, I enjoy doing this, but I feed my family with marketing dollars from companies, okay? So if you don't support these companies, this ain't going to keep going. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. And, and companies like Six Sense and Sims and Startron and, and, all, and Atomic Transports of the World and Waste Can, all these companies that take care of me, they make all this possible. I know that sounds crazy. It costs a lot more to do this than you think. So... And I, and I understand what the point of the comment was, but just, just think about that through these sponsor reads and things or fast forward through them. You do you, but my thing is they make it possible and I can't thank them enough from the bottom of my heart. Just like I can't thank y'all enough, y'all make it possible and make people want to be a part of the show. It's a very careful balance, but just know for every pro fisherman, every YouTube guy, once you have a platform, once you can you know get the message out there, about whatever it is you're doing, sponsors are going to come, and it's going to happen. So uh, we're very, very grateful on this program to have sponsors. So thank you. Huge thank you to all of y'all and all of them. So moving on. Huge congrats to Patrick Walters, little Patty Walters up there on uh, Lake Hartwell. Really a better tournament than I thought it would be. A lot better tournament. Um, he won his second Bassmaster Open. He ain't done. He's going to get him an elite win this year. 
probably at Santee Cooper, but uh, at least in the next couple of years, if, if, if it doesn't happen this year, the, the kid's dialed, super polished, super professional, love to see the young guys doing well. And he's like a veteran, man. When you interview him, it's crazy. Like, it's like he was came out the womb ready for this. And my man, uh, you know, he tucks in his shirt. He tucks in his shirt to each their own. He's looking fly always, though. He's got that shirt tucked in and uh, just dialed, dialed in. But big win for him on Lake Hartwell against a, uh, a big field, a tough field, full of killers. The top ten, Andrew Upshaw. Congrats to Andrew. Had him a, had him a good event there. Scott Martin. Uh, Jason freaking Christie with an IE is fishing like a man possessed in those opens. We are halfway through and he's leading that Falcon Rods Angler of the Year right now. I think Scott, uh, Brian New, Scott Martin, and hmm, Justin Atkins in fourth place right now. Those points are starting to look interesting. They're starting to look interesting. And, you know, four more tournaments to go. There's going to be some more shakeups and different things go down, but they're halfway through that bid for the Elite Series, and it's looking interesting. It's looking interesting in that overall points race. I saw where Jacob Horosnik jumped in the Easterns now. He missed the first one, so he's going to fish seven tournaments, and I think he's like, you know, maybe 15th in the overall points, something along those lines. But now he's fished uh, both of the first two in the Centrals, he got in those, and now he's getting in the Eastern. So you could definitely tell, in my opinion, that Prosnick is trying to get back to the Elite Series. He is damn sure making his case. And I think that points race is going to get very interesting for a lot of reasons. You know, Scott Martin's catching them, and that's just a given. He's going to catch them. And, you know, my thing is, if you look at the central points, you got Lee Livesey over there doing well. He's already an Elite Series guy. How will these points shake out? Greg Hackney's in the top four in the centrals after two, and he's only fishing the centrals. Clearly, in my opinion, trying to get back to the Elite Series, trying to get out of uh, the Bass Pro Tour madness over there. And I think that, uh, you know, we'll bass off for a guy like Hackney, the Legends exemption, to open up another spot to grab one of these guys. Because in my opinion, bass needs to make a power play with all these guys wanting to get back, and they could be planning this right now. But in my opinion, if those guys want to come back, and they're the household names of the sport, a lot of them. You know, you got a guy like Jason Christian, he's clearly he's he's earning the stripes. But my thing is, if any of those guys get close, you let them in. You got to let them in. You, you've invited your anglers back, all your guys, nobody's getting the boot. So I think they've got to play this offseason very, very, very carefully. And I think they got to grab some of those guys and let them back in, in my opinion. I think it's a very good play for them. Strengthens, strengthens the field that much further. And I, I think it's just it's, – it's awesome. Now, I understand why you would want everybody to, you know, be right there, have to make the top four, all that. I get that. I get that. You got standards. You got all that. But I think that it's just another – it's another opportunity to let some of those guys back in. The Elite Series field is so freaking strong right now as it is. Uh, you had some more of these. It's just going to get that much that much uh, stronger. So I think that uh, time will tell. But I, it's interesting, man. I've been keeping up with it a lot because it's it's fun. It's it's uh, exciting to see these guys trying to work their way back to where they left from. I, I think that speaks volumes because the opens are an endless tomb <laughs> for some folks. And and there have been guys, you, you take a guy like Josh Douglas, he and he's close right now. He's in like sixth. 
And I'm hoping to see Dougie pull off an Elite Series bid, but he's been grinding in those opens for years now, for years. Great fisherman. Nobody works harder. But, man, getting in that top four, five spots is so freaking hard, so hard. I've had so many buddies that it's almost like bass fishing purgatory being stuck in those opens. Great tournaments, huge fields, but you got to deal with co-anglers, 199 other boats. It is a really tough go to be consistent. And we saw it this week, Brian New. He didn't catch them day one. He jumps back up day two, has a, has a better day two, over, overcame that. Our guest today, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. He's been fishing those opens for a long time. It's not a walk in the park. I mean, you're seeing guys like Bradley Hallman, Upshaw, uh, Todd Castledine, Sheldon Collings. These guys, a lot of these guys left FLW like I did, took a stance. Hey, I, I'm not dealing with the MLFLW stuff. I'm going to go do my own thing, do something different. So, and I think they're finding. I, I talked to Todd this week, and they're finding it's not. It's not a walk in the park. Now, Todd is bumping slowly up. He's had some. He's had a couple bumpy tournaments, but he is rising in the standings now. And so is Hallman. And they're they're getting consistent. They're knocking out like these top fifties. But a guy like Brian Latimer, he left FLW, and he's nowhere near it. He has had, out of four tournaments, I think three bad ones, you know, really bad ones, triple-digit fish, and finishes, it's really hard to overcome those and qualify. We've seen that over the years. Like, you've got to combat those. Now, that being said, they're halfway through. Latimer knocks him out two or three top tens. It all changes. We don't we, we forget this conversation ever happened. But those opens are very tough, so – I think it speaks volumes that these guys are willing to go back through that ladder and and do it again. And I think it speaks volumes that the cream rises to the top. You know, you got a guy like Jason Christie, dude, he is hammering them in those first four tournaments. So big congrats to him on that. And hopefully he can uh, ride that to wherever he wants to go. Maybe he don't even want to be back at BP or uh, the elites. Maybe he wants to fish Bass Pro Tour forever. I don't know, but I think you don't fish both divisions if that's not what you want but uh justin atkins fishing both divisions he's right there in fourth having a hell of a first four tournaments too and he barely missed the cut over there at hartwell so i don't know man i think i think this offseason is gonna be yet another one you know with that we got mpfl coming up there's flw supposedly has an announcement uh they're, they're reaching out to folks in the media bpt and uh and flw reaching out to folks in the media not me of course, but uh, reaching out to folks and they want to know if there's anything they can change, uh, make things better, make things different uh, over there. I'm sure they'll listen. Uh, so supposedly have an announcement coming. We'll see some rebranding is what I'm hearing. Some rebranding. I, I don't know how much more you can rebrand, but we're going to rebrand some more. Um, not sure. Uh, the rumor is they're going to cut some guys out of the FLW, cut it down to the 100, let a few Toyota guys in, then then let some BPT guys fish those FLW pro circuits next year. So there's going to be a lot of wild cards. going to be a lot of topsy-turvy offseason yet again. Of course, we're getting close to October, so some guys are going to have to start deciding. My phone's ringing off the hook about National Professional Fishing League. Every freaking day, I'm taking a lot of questions from guys from all tours, uh, BPT, Elites, and FLW that are very interested in it. It's just going to be, I don't know, it's going to be crazy to see where this all shakes out, you know, now that we have another option out there for people. Um, we'll see. And 
I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all shakes out, honestly. And obviously, I'm a big part of MPFL, but uh, it's going to be crazy to see where everybody winds up once the dust settles and we go into 2021. It's going to be interesting, to say the very least. Another topsy-turvy um, offseason, just like we've seen in the last two or three, thanks to the big shift, the big shakeup. Here we go again, more shakeup, you know. Uh, and and uh, I'm I'm just I am I'm really impressed by these guys that are willing to work their way back. So how will Bass handle all that? We'll see. How's FLW MLFLW going to handle the tour next year? Pro circuit, whatever. I don't know. We will see. Moving on, we've got uh, we've got the Elite Series over in Gunnersville this week. I got to text our guest. Y'all know how we do. We're over in Gunnersville this week, the Elite Series. I'm hoping to run over there and see some uh, see some dear friends this week. I hope that are all over there. It's about two hours from the house, but hoping to go over there and see some guys and gals that are in town and uh, hug some necks, COVID-free, of course, see everybody over there at the Elite. But gonna, I, I am so unbelievably jacked for this part of the season, and the reason being – Tennessee River in the fall, they're going to fish two Tennessee River tournaments. Totally different than Tennessee River in the spring. Fishing is tough right now. Ton of bait in the system. Weather's changing, and they're getting a huge, imagine this, cold front. Lows are going to be in the 40s towards the end of the week. And I'm just, I'm really pumped, man. I'm pumped to see how, I I fish Gunnersville a lot in the fall, so I kind of have my own preconceived notions of how it can go. And that's why I love major tournaments that roll into places I like to fish because just like you guys do, because you see how they break it down differently most of the time. So I'm anxious to see how this one plays out. It could go a lot of different ways this week, in my opinion, from what I know about, about Gunnersville. Then they're going to Santee Cooper back, back to back. Then they're going to Chickamauga back to back to back. So three elite series, boom, 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 right here. So Santee Cooper to me is the wild card. I think it's going to be really, really, really damn tough over there. Uh, but, Tennessee River's not going to be a, be a cakewalk. It's not. You got Gunnersville and Chick. It, it's not going to play out like a lot of people think it's going to, in my opinion. So going to be really interesting, and I hope we can get uh, get some of them old boys on the show that were uh, fishing the Elite Series events coming up. And uh, we got some special things planned with some Elite Series. Uh, I'll say this, employees, to say the least, coming up in life. Um, very, very crazy. Uh, all right, moving on. So I want to touch on a few things before we get to our guests, just real quick. Thank you for all of you that reached out about the corporate greed podcast last week. I, I, I did take, in my opinion, a real, uh, risk throwing it out there for a lot of different reasons and, and reasons being, you know, I, I talked about my own personal life with, with TH Marine a little bit, I talked about one of the biggest companies in the fishing industry and Bass Pro Shops and, and the things I believe in. Um, and, you know, maybe shook up some folks a little bit. Uh, you know, the truth and opinions really suck for people a lot of times. Uh, but I want to thank you all for sharing your stories of how corporate greed, corporation life has affected you. I had several uh, people that had been affiliated with some of the companies I spoke with reach out to me, either on Instagram, Facebook messages, text, whatever, and were like, thank you. 
And that means a lot. You know, that means a lot to be a voice for some people. Um, I know some people have tried to stir some things up about it. Uh, you know, it's obviously I don't, I don't always have the biggest fan club with certain groups of people. So uh, I don't think that the, the, the flames have been put out on it just yet. Um, but we'll see. I am proud to always speak my mind. I, I, I am very passionate about what I believe in. And like I say all the time, I don't tell you this because I think it's right. I tell you to get it off my chest. And I'm going through a lot of things in this industry right now. And a lot of it is really sad to see. And there are a lot of guys and gals going through the same thing. So um, I want to say thank you for the comments. You know, not a lot of negative in that one. A lot of people were very, very open to sharing their stories and saying, yeah, man, well, I experienced that because of this with those companies you're talking about. And I experienced that and this, and I've seen this and that, and anything from boat dealers to pro staff to actual employees. Had a lot of damn people reach out about that podcast. And it's one I'll never forget, that's for sure. And and I'm not done with it. I'm not done with it. I had uh, one angler in particular that reached out to me. He's a pro angler. And I, I, and I, I promised him that I wouldn't go into full-on detail, but I will share a little bit. And he was one of those people that was forced out of a sponsor. He actually was forced out by two companies that I mentioned last week. And basically because he refused to conform. And he'd been with both companies for a long time, but he refused to move on either with their other products now that they own all these brands and, and, and he, and he refused to drop sponsors that he'd been with for a very long time. And he got fired by both companies. And in my opinion, he got fired up. What he told me, he's signing a lot of new deals that are, that are even better for him and his family. But there's a lot of changes coming because of this bull crap going on behind the scenes. So our guest today has been, uh, in my opinion, uh, impacted by this similar situation. Uh, I talked to him quite a bit, and he is somebody that uh, is very outspoken and very well-spoken, and he looks at everything in fishing as a business because he's a businessman. He is one of my best friends. I make no buts about that. He is a biased guest. <laughs> I've had him on several times. He is a former Forest Wood Cup champion and multiple-time Forest Wood Cup qualifier. He is a Tennessee Vols fanatic, such as myself, and he is one of my favorite people in the world. And we're going to get on the phone right now with Brad Knight. We're going to start a camera all over Real quick, too. Hello. B.K. Brad Knight, what is going on, my friend? What's up, Luke Duncan? Well, I mean, I just had to reset my camera because it was running uh, it was running a little low on fumes there, buddy. But I, I've got it set up and ready for the most crucial part of this low-budget live rant that I'm on this morning. And, Uh-oh. dude, I hear a cricket in the background. And it, uh, you probably do. Lots dude, of things happen up here. I swear that was crazy because a lot of time my audio on my phone calls is terrible. You've got like amazing audio going on right now. And I did. I just heard a cricket in the background. I feel like that's 
the reaction of most of the audience on most of these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just about to say, I hope that's not a, a sign of things to come. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking there, buddy. Well, uh, so you and I were texting. Oh, you you're on the no, you're not in the country. You're on the mountain. For those of y'all that don't know, <laughs> I, I went to Brad's earlier this year. Uh, no, it was last year. I hadn't even been up there this yeah, year. Was a Damn. Classic in Knoxville. Yeah, it was a Knoxville yeah. class. Damn, man. This year has completely gone by for lots of good reasons, in my opinion. Yeah, we need God. it to we need it to go away and get on out of here. But I went to Brad's house and Brad lives on a mountain. <laughs> he li- on a damn mountain. East, by choice. By choice. And if you, any of you Tennessee fans out there, if you've ever heard of Rocky Top, that's basically where Brad lives. They He may have a moonshine still in his basement. I'm not sure. Well, we do have a creek that runs behind the house, <laughs> a nice mountain spring water. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all you'll say about that. Get help you with a little bit of that Tennessee wiki every now and then. <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, I got to say go Big Orange because that just has to be said. I mean, when you're undefeated, that's what you got to do. Damn right. You know, I talked at the first of the podcast. Wasn't our best performance, you know? Uh, Probably a lot we can grow and uh, learn from in that that, uh, game against South Carolina. But anytime you beat any SEC opponent, I feel like you're lucky. Unless you're Alabama and they just beat everybody. Well, I mean, they're just an NFL team. That's right. In themselves. But, uh, yeah, I mean – Get the year started out with the W. That's the first time we've done that in a few years, so that's always good. You know, this time last year we were sitting zero and one or zero and two, and two losses against BYU and Georgia State. So exactly. Any wins a great win. Can we improve? Absolutely. But man, just to touch on what these kids have had to go through, <sighs> lack of practice, and all the quarantine and all the other stuff. I listened to a coach Pruitt last night, and he was actually impressed with they didn't play worse than they did. Haven't got to really practice any special teams whatsoever. And end up kind of winning with the special teams play, so that, that was pretty cool. So, you know, teams improve a lot between week one and week two, and we'll see what happens when Missouri comes to town next Saturday. Well, I, are you going to get to go to the game? So you live close to Knoxville. Are you going to try to attend any of these COVID uh, knockdown attendance games? No, I don't think so. I think I'll uh, I'll probably just tune in to television and uh, radio. Let's do it on the radio some when I'm on, out and about, but probably won't be going to any games this year. It's right. not the same. I can't bring myself to, yeah, to settle for, for college football. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? So what is? Uh, so what's the Neyland Stadium? What's our policy there? Because I haven't really heard. And I know you're kind of plugged in, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But what? What are you hearing? Well, like attendance? What's their goal for like an overall attendance? Well, I think they're going to try to be at like a third capacity. Is is what I'm kind of hearing officially. You know what they're going to do unofficial with. Uh, donors and and how they disperse tickets was was kind of an odd deal, but a lot of people just ended up uh, being able to let their stuff go a year, just being able to kind of pass for a year, and then without any penalty on donation and stuff, and be able to pick right back up next year. And I think a lot of people opted out, and it, it created some opportunities for some extra tickets. But it'll be as full as they're going to allow it. Neyland Stadium is always rocking, so it'll be it'll be uh, however many they're going to let in they're not going to have any tickets to go to waste and there'll be year, that so. many more outside i'm sure uh yeah. tailgating around and everything so for those of y'all that don't know uh and brad kind of keeps this in my opinion kind of low-key and i think it's something he needs to talk about more on his social media but brad is heavily involved with a radio station in east tennessee it's very cool uh weco and they are a vol radio affiliate yeah, so 
Yeah, been and at it a while. I've been at it forever and a NASCAR radio affiliate. And, and so Brad is super dialed in to he's, – he's a sports nut like most of us, but he's super dialed in, especially to Tennessee sports. So that's why you hear me asking him these juicy questions because a lot of times I'll, I'll just text BK and be like, hey, man, you got tickets to this? You got tickets to that? What are you doing? What are you thinking? And he has came through a lot. And I'm not telling you, sons of guns, to go texting BK asking for tickets. But I'm just saying <laughs> he's dialed. My man is dialed on some Tennessee sports. Well, you got to know a guy, right? I'm kind of like yeah. Garth Brooks. I'm a friend in low places. Sometimes. That's right. That's right. And so am I. I'm damn sure that way. Uh, so I want to jump right in. You and I were texting about some stuff this morning. I said, look, I want to have you on. And, and there's a lot of reasons. And in the in the intro that I gave you, I talked about you are an outspoken guy, but you are a very well-spoken guy. You're poignant. You are, but, but a lot of your decisions you make in your fishing, and we talked about this last year on this very podcast, but a lot of the decisions you make in life, and rightfully so, are based from a business mindset. You very much look at your fishing as a business because it is. It's how you feed your family. Right. Um, it, it's, it comes down to P&L for you, profits and losses always. And you, I love talking to you about this stuff. And you're always like, well, if that makes sense, is the juice worth the squeeze, then I'm going to do that or I'm going to do this. You're very yep. uh, calculated in what you do. You try not to make emotional decisions a lot of times. Uh, you, you definitely look at it as a business. So we were talking, I was talking about the podcast last week. Well, I really jumped in on how this industry is is shrinking uh, because of the corporate kind of corporate mentality sinking in. And I know you've dealt with that some, just like I'm dealt, dealing with it a lot right now in different aspects of my life. But do you see it as that way? Is that it, it is from a sponsor side, from a sponsored angler side, that it is shrinking? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you can take... 95% of all the major influencers and decision makers in the bass fishing industry, and they can all stand in your living room and with a lot of space left over. So they're just not in that many. It's not as diverse anymore. You have, um, you know, now it used to, you had rod and reel companies and line companies, all independent, a lot of stuff. Now you see, um, they've all kind of been bought up. Strike King's perfect example. You know, now you have Strike King making fishing line, soft play, soft plastics, hard baits, Soft baits, you know, they're rods and reels with lose now. Yeah, these companies are just doing all. So there's less independent companies, and, uh, you know, a lot more of these investment companies have came into the fishing industry and, and bought up a lot of these independent businesses and, and made them conglomerates. And, you know, uh, whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, I guess it just depends on where you lie on the, on the paycheck side of that stuff. But it, it makes it difficult. Because you have all your eggs in one basket now, and, and you know they have a lot more control over the anglers with that. With, with without a doubt, and I, I, that's interesting how you say that. You know, it, it your opinion does change on it, but at the same, it, depending on what side of the paycheck you're on, but. I think for so many guys, there are a lot of guys that are just, and you and I have talked about this a bunch, and this is a problem in professional fishing. I talked about this on Ike Live not long ago. There are a lot of guys that are just very happy to get whatever deal they can get, right? Sure. And and, and whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent. But here's the thing. If you're cutting little small deals with companies and then doing the work that they would normally pay a guy fifty grand to do and you're doing it for 500 bucks, you're not doing anybody any favors. Because uh, people are starving. That's I, why they do these I, deals. I, absolutely They're right. Starving. Exactly That's right. What nobody wants to talk about. That's exactly starving right. Death. And it's and and it comes down to for a lot of people, it's a very 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 tricky, very hard way to make a living. And I'm not trying to. And, and y'all obviously anybody that listens to this and Brad being a good friend of mine, 
knows I don't sugarcoat crap very much. And this industry is, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. It's just not. Uh, it's a very hard way to make a living. It's an awesome way to make a living. You're very fortunate. And I'll get, you know, I'll see comments, well, at least you're not swinging a hammer. At least you're not doing this thing. You know, you should be grateful, that kind of stuff. But I think it just, no matter the job, there's always going to be a certain amount of BS around it, right? No matter sure. what. And, 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 and work, hard work to make it actually successful. Um, but I think what we're seeing now, like you're saying, is it's very, very tricky because these companies all of a sudden make you have a conflict because like you said, a strike King or even a a pure fishing, which they've had their brands lined up for a very long time now, but they're one of these big conglomerates. You know, if, if you don't want to fish their line, they're probably not going to give you the same deal they would with a guy that's going to tattoo all their brands logos on his, on his neck. You know, that's, that's how it goes. So, but you may have had a line sponsor, but you've been with strike King or, you know, whoever forever. And now they're like, Hey, Brad, we got line now. I know you're confident in the line that you use, but we're going to need you to use this or X will happen. And that's a tough spot to be in. It really is, you know, and, and I was actually, I was with Strike King. I'm not at the time now uh, and was faced with that exact situation. You know, they were coming out with a line, approached me about using the line. I've been on Gamma for, you know, since I've been started my whole entire career. But I will say one good thing about it, I was never pressured into using it or yeah. they were totally into, into that stuff. But that's the situation you get into just uh, conflicts of, of interest with these huge companies that you have a great relationship with company X, but your title sponsor may be a direct com- uh, competition with their new buyout company that they just bought. All of a sudden now, have had a great relationship with the company. Now it, it's conflict there. So it's you, know, you can't turn your back on somebody that's that's represented you but you're putting a, in a hard spot to make a decision. Oh, like oh for sure. And I, I talked about an angler um, that will remain nameless, but he poured a lot of stuff out to me this week. And, and he was kind of putting one of those situations with a company this week. And they're like, well, sorry, you're, you know, you're going to have to go. If you're not, you know, if you're not willing to do this, then we're just going to have to, we're going to have to let you go, man. And it, and it's for us as anglers, I preach to like young kids, be loyal. Be loyal. Stay with the same. Don't be a ship jumper, man. Don't every other year on your Instagram post a new rod and reel sponsor. Don't, you know, try to hang right. in there with people. And sure. and I've definitely tried to model myself that way. Now, that being said, I've had to make changes. I, I've made this year, uh, this off season, and I'm going to announce some things soon. I talked about the first of the show, but, like, I'm making decisions. I'm changing a lot of things. Um, that I've been, you know, with a lot of companies for a lot of years and I'm, and things are changing for me for a lot of different reasons. And it's the same with you. Uh, I think your off season last season was, or the last two really for you have been that way. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like what's it like in an angler's mindset? Because you won the Forcewood cup, you win a half million bucks, RIP Forcewood cup. Uh, (laughs) but you you won the force. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now it's the title event. Uh, yeah. And you get a wrestling belt now. Uh, you know, Hey, I'm here for it. If somebody gets hit with a chair, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, but a lot of things have changed in the entire industry. Just, uh, just us, that little joke we just made. I mean, you gotta think a lot of things have changed, but for you, you were on top of the world, man. I, I got to live that with you. And it was one of the coolest times that I've ever, I was like a proud brother getting to see <laughs> you sign sponsor deals. You sign some really cool title deals. 
you had the money coming in. But in the last couple of, of off seasons, you faced some adversity. Talk about what's that, what that's like, because I feel like so many people, they see the cardboard checks, they see the trophies or wrestling belts, and they see the schedules come out. Ooh, that looks awesome, man. Oh, yeah, Lake Mary in April or whatever. And they think it's, it's just easy. Talk about what that's like for you. You're raising a family and providing for your family through fishing, what's it like to kind of have the rug yanked out from under you? Well, it, what I learned really fast, like whenever you sign a, a really good contract with a company, they have a, there's a, a time limit attached to it. And what I mean by that is eventually this company is doing well. Uh, let's just use uh, Rigid Industries LED lighting. We all are familiar with how they blazed into the industry, you know, with Brandon Pollock, title sponsor on Bassmaster, myself on FLW right after I went to Cup. Both have title deals, both trucker apps, you know, killing it. I think uh, our numbers went up from our sales. I, I don't even want to can quote exact, but I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars into the well into the millions in sales in a short period of time, right? So, no matter what portion of your company marine category is, if you have something that goes from four or five hundred thousand to four or five million in three years, you're doing it right. I think, right? Absolutely, yeah, that's fair so, to say. You know, as far as we were concerned, we were doing our job. And, you know, next thing you know, corporate company comes in, buys you out. You got a new marketing director that doesn't know anything about bass fishing, doesn't care anything about bass fishing. He's going to put his mark on it. There you go. You're out the door. So that's uh, that's just pretty much how it goes. And just a simple term, it gets back into corporate buyouts are, are not very good for fishermen as a general rule when you're on a pro staff. And, and, and I think, you know, I talked about, before you came on, I had so many people reach out over the podcast last week that have been affected by this because we're in a, we're talking our tiny little niche world of bass fishing, but it's really all of America yeah. for the most part. And you are very much a guy that likes to make money, just like I'm a guy that likes to make money. We're we're in it, no, I, you know. I like to spend money. I do. Money. Well, it's okay, I like to spend money. That's that's right. That that's my problem. <laughs> I love to spend yeah. it, and we spend it on a lot of the same things for damn sure, but. I think, you know, this corporatization of, of all of America, I mean, the comments were incredible on the podcast, and I, I've tried to get back with everybody, the messages I got. You know, everybody is affected by this in some way or another, for the most part, yeah. at, at yeah. one point or another. But you said something right there about Rigid that really uh, – that I want to ask you about because I, I'm seeing this in my own life – when these companies come in and they got their yes men or they've got their guy that that is the numbers guy or he does whatever, um, when they're not attached to this industry whatsoever, it's not a good thing, right? Yep. I mean, it's just That's not. Right. I mean, well, my opinion is this: I'm a relationship based guy. I like to look a guy in the eye when we're talking about stuff. And he actually have a clue about the industry that I'm promoting and branding. And, uh, you know, that's a thing of the past in our, in our industry right now. We've got a lot of people that are just you know, they're graduating college with a business degree. We're just a line item on a piece of paper every month. And all they're looking to do is you have investment companies that have really taken place into the bass fishing industry. You have two types, short-term, long-term. Short-term investment companies are going to come in and buy out a company, rate it, knock the profits down, cut everything they can to make it look like it's – or increase profit, I'm sorry. And usually that's at the fisherman's expense, so they can sell the company in a year or two. And, or employee, you know, or employees' expense too, all, all across yeah, the board. All, yeah, like if you're, anybody's getting a paycheck. Yep. And uh, you know, it's it's nobody cares what your family is. Nobody cares if you've got a daughter. Entry fees are forty thousand. You know, it's just they're there to make a profit, and that's not. I'm saying 
bad business. I'm saying I don't think that's the greatest for our industry. It's too small, and it just doesn't seem to go well. And I'm going to use a perfect example of, of why what I'll try to, to monitor or the companies I try to work with. I'm going to use Phoenix Boats for an example. They're the opposite of corporate America. To me, they're what the bass fishing industry should be. My opinion, they make the greatest bass boats in the company or in the world. You know, my sponsor, but they're the greatest people to work with in the industry. I mean, I pick up the phone and make one phone call. If I need something, somebody's going to be there to answer it. You know, you can't just do that with a lot of boat companies out there. And that's uh, really cherished the relationship I had with those people. And to me, it's what the bass fishing industry is supposed to be about. Well, and it's kind of why we all get into it. After after your love for fishing and you get into the business side of it, you find out it's a very tight-knit group of people, um, or used to be, and... It's, it's a lot of people that, that care about what you do. They keep up with what you do. They send you a text on holidays. They You're going through a hard time. I mean, for me, last year, losing my mom, you were there for me. A lot of people were there. And, and the outpouring from this industry, you're like, damn, this is a good place to be. This is a it good is. place to be. And I think a lot of my, my bitching and complaining that I do on here about the in the podcast last week is I don't want to be misconstrued that. I don't think all this stuff is bad. I don't. I don't think it's all terrible, but I see it changing, and I see the good parts of it being taken away and the things that I used to really enjoy. And you bringing up Phoenix Boats there is is a prime example. I deal with them on a business level uh, with TH Marine, just like I deal with every boat company in the United States pretty much, and they are exactly what you said. They are fine, fine people. Um and and man, they care about what in the hell they got going on That's right. <laughs> in Winchester. They Absolutely, they do, man. And and it's and it's a, it's a breath of fresh air to to see that. And and not just singling them out there, you know. And when you're talking bass boats, all the bass boat companies have those people. And even these companies that we're talking about that are corporate have those people that care. The problem oh, is those people aren't allowed to care as much as they, they want to care. Right. They just got handcuffs on them. <laughs> exactly the whole time right. You know, this guy's tore something up on his boat. You know, it might cost the company three hundred dollars to send him a new one. So let's not do that because we have a number we got to meet. No in doubt, doing the right thing. Exactly and, right. And that's what is so refreshing. Like you talked about a second ago, I mean, all over the country, I'll pull over to the gas station. I'll be getting gas, and there'll be another Phoenix guy. Hey, man, how you like? Man, it's really great. And the people there are unbelievable. And that's what I love hearing so much. And I wish that every company could operate like that because they're truly what we're all about no doubt about it no doubt about it just good folks taking care of other good folks and that's it. and well, all have a common goal of getting more people into fishing and growing the sport and and all that kind of stuff you know uh, and putting butts and bass boat seats that's what we're all about um uh, that instead of uh you know kids playing video games and and things like that even though video games are kind of cool too uh, yeah. And they can actually make it. My kids tell me all the time, Dad, I can win a million dollars playing Fortnite. So then I kind of leave them alone just in case they're in there training <laughs> for some big Fortnite tournament uh, for damn sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like I said, all this being said, there are a lot of good companies out there still. Oh, tons and, and, uh, tons, tons. and a lot of good people. And it, But it is, it's, it's a fear of the future and things change. And everything changes, right? We, we know that. That's just life. Things change. But if you would have told me we'd be sitting here in 2020 and the bass fishing industry as a whole would look like it does, I would have told you you're crazy. <laughs> if you'd have told me this 10 years ago, I'm like, ah, bullshit. <laughs> Won't happen. Yeah. Won't uh, happen. Yeah. You know, but it, it did happen, and it is indeed shrinking. Uh, 
well, moving on. So what's what's next year looking like for uh, for Team Brad Knight? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I have no idea. I would go as far <laughs> as to say there's probably nothing off the table or on the table really for me at this point. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to wait till the year's over, survey all the options, look at everything in print, and try to make the best business decision I can for where we're at with things. We still have a lot of conversations with uh, sponsors still to have for next year, and I can't imagine that's going to go real easy. You know, companies are in, and uh, you know, it's not the best situation out there for keeping people on board. So we hope we can hang tough there a little bit, and you know, just see where we're at for 2021. I think we're all ready for a calendar flip in January. I don't no think doubt. I've ever been so damn excited to have a new year. <laughs> No, no kidding, man. And, uh, but yeah, man, I, I really don't know. There's a lot of new stuff. You know, you got your deal coming out with the, uh, the National Fishing League and, and FLW stuff that, you know, that they've talked about doing, you know, till it comes out completely finalized and, and still got some bass opens left. So there's uh, a lot of options out there, you know, maybe who knows. Well, and do you think, so a lot of people and myself included in the beginning when MPFL was announced, you know, way back when, it's like, man, that's a lot of, tur- you know, it's a lot of tournaments out there. It's a lot of butts putting seats, but I'm telling you, you know, MPFL are growing every day. There's a lot of things moving and shaking there, but do you as a professional angler, and I take myself out of that equation now because I didn't fish the tour, but, and I know my opinions on it, obviously I'm biased, but for you though, it's, it's good to have another option, right? Oh, I think so. I mean, I, I'm all about, uh, you know, whatever maximizes your profit level. I mean, I fish for a living, so it's all – the more chances I can stand at the plate to swing for, you know, big paydays, that's that's all the better. Well, I, I, I agree. Talk a little bit about um, the Bassmaster Opens. I, I kind of got on a tear with that before you got on, and I, I think – I don't think people realize, and maybe they do, but how hard it is to actually qualify – and maintain and get up there in that top four in points because of all the variables thrown your way. You got a lot of boats, so yeah. it's a huge field. You could be absolutely on them better than you've ever been on them coming out of practice, and something happened with with all those boats. You got co-anglers in the mix. Just talk about that because you've, you've fished the Opens for you know a few years now, and, uh, yeah. and I know you enjoy those, but the payouts aren't necessarily just – great <laughs> by any means uh, in those I, um, I go with sucks yeah with. yeah that's, yeah that's i mean that's yeah. the hard part about the opens man that what you the only reason you're really fishing for it, number one is to win make the classic here to qualify for because you're just you're just hemorrhaging money mm-hmm. that part really is the suck part about it but other than that i love i love getting to fish the opens it's a little bit different uh you know just a little bit different change of pace but for the most part yeah it's extremely hard to just catch them because you're going to have one bad day in the office. You know, they're doing the all eight now, and I signed up, fished both divisions. Um, you know, the first tournament I go to in the central division, just suck it up at the Arkansas River, finish 140th or something, and then right out of the gate, you're, that season's done. You're in a hole, yeah, right doing. then. So, you know, that's uh, it just takes one bad tournament just to dig yourself out and be really ruin your year. So that's, uh, that's pretty tough. But, you know, in the Easterns, I, got, I fished uh, two events down – finished um before we just come from lake hartwell last week finished in the 50s there and i finished 40s the first tournament so not very good events but we got two left so maybe have a strong showing sneak up in uh get one of those top four in points so mathematically right now and i haven't looked at it i mean you can make it through those still i mean you could still be there you have two rock star tournaments yeah technically i guess you know with two events left you have two really good finishes you you might jump up there cherokee coming up 
I'm not going to say home lake by any means, but I've got a lot of experience History, there. Time yeah, of pretty History. close to my house. You know, so you got you know a chance to win an event there in the fall. Kind of end up having a decent year if we could pull out something strong there and get a classic berth in, and you know have a puncher's chance going into the last event to qualify. That'd be that'd be alright. So there's still some bright spots available for 2020. You know, long shots, but still the opportunities there, and that's all you can really ask. Let Let me ask you this. I mean. What did you think about uh, FLW, the last couple events there, fishing with that bigger crowd and everything? I mean, do you hope they cut that crowd down next year? Uh, I, I do. It was kind of – I liked the – half the field got 10,000, but I just hate any time you have to fish against 200 boats. Yeah. It's just – I don't care who I fish against. I mean, 99.9% of the guys I fish – that's who I started fishing against anyway. I got right. I asked a lot, oh, what do you think about fishing against the – Bass Pro, I could care less. I, I mean, I <laughs> go back five years ago and look at the roster. You yeah, know, they were all there. Yeah, absolutely. It's all these guys that couldn't wait to get out of FLW. Now they're fishing FLW. It's kind of a funny <laughs> circle. They couldn't wait to get to FLW in the Elite Series. Those the grandest land of them all. We were terrible. <laughs> terrible. FLW is a live well. You guys got to get. And, yeah. Until we need you. Now we need you bad. <laughs> so we're going to slide back. Hey, what do you guys think about we're having 200 boats? We don't like it. Okay, okay. Well, we're we're gonna do it anyways. Yeah, here the, uh, here's Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait that all the people that I heard privately and some on their own podcast demanded they would never pay another entry fee again as long as they live. Yeah, yeah. Well, how's that working gonna, out? I'm just curious to sit back and see how that works. <laughs> next year. How's that going to work? Because guess what? Yeah. You get an entry fee, and you get an entry fee. We all get right. entry fees. Nothing right. changed in the grand scheme of things. So uh, it's. Uh, Oh, it's going to be smooth and shaking next year. It's going to be interesting to see where everybody's at when the dust settles in this whole deal. So, there ain't no doubt just, about that. Every day, I just get up, do my job, and, and try to put myself in the best opportunity I can moving forward. And if it ended tomorrow and I never make another cast, I've had one hell of a ride. There ain't no doubt about that, my friend. There ain't a lot of guys that can that can say they've had the ride that you've had and and, right. and capitalized I'm, I'm on forever, it, man. Ever, Every second of it, you know, good and bad. I've had my struggles and I've had some good times, but I can tell you what I have done, and that's me. Some of my best friends in the whole world, some of the best people in the whole world in the bass fishing. No industry. doubt about so that, man. I've got no regrets, no matter what happens. I, I totally agree, buddy. Totally agree. But I'll tell you one thing. I mean, and this is a little bit off topic, but if we don't get some of these egos under control, whether no matter what league you own or fish under, and just no nobody can ever advance this deal, and we're all just cutting our own throats. I, I would agree. Like a, right. We're like LA freaking street gangs out here. The blood's in the crypts. <laughs> dumbest thing I've literally ever seen. I wish we're going to pick sides. And I, it, it is know. very much. And you got wives bickering on Facebook posts about God, one league right. or the other, and you got guys and and the fans and and it is. It's it's very much uh, when the split happened. You had to pick sides, man, and. Uh, and I, you know, listen. This very podcast right here has cost me dear friends that that don't agree with what I got to say about one league or the other, and and uh, and that's that's fine. I did, I don't do it to uh, to really uh, take anything away from them at all and what they're trying to accomplish. And a lot of people can see that, and a lot of people can't. But um, but it is very much that way. And, and ego is 
I talked about that on last week's podcast. Ego is a huge thing in fishing. We're all individual businesses and we're all narcissistic to a certain degree and we're all egotistical because you've got to be to even want to do this in the first place or you just fish at home, right? Uh, I mean, if you're strapping up and driving to halfway across the world to drop $5,000 on an entry fee, yeah. you got an ego a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you better have one or, or somebody with one is going to take your lunch money. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But, but that's the way – all pro athlete. You ever been around? You've been oh around yeah, pro football that's right. And baseball. That's I mean, right. Nobody's ain't a lot of cucks out there in that world. But. <laughs> no, buddy. No. So you got to kind of put up or shut up time. But you're not talking about that kind of ego or that kind of confidence. You're talking about this. You know, I'm it's out the sport of bass fishing. Absolutely, I'm bigger in the sport of bass fishing, or that's it's my way or the damn highway. By God, boys, this is how we're going to do it. Oh, guess what? We're changing the rules again. And guess what yeah. you have? No say. You think yeah. you got say, but you don't have say. Right. And that's the kind of crap that we've seen for, for years, long before now. Long yeah. before now. That's what, you know, this is all topical oh, yeah. stuff. right? talking about the yeah. last yeah. year or two. Absolutely. This like collective Irwin Jacobs to the, wherever. Who, absolutely. From, from, you know the, from day one. Yes, there's and always. There's been great things, and these guys have made great. But, you know, it's just. Uh, there's a lot of people that's been put in very, you know, hard situations in the, this year with 2020, and I can't even imagine like behind the scenes what some of these tournament people probably had to have happened just to keep, you know, the oh, wheels on the of, bus. Of course, and and so to they, schedule events, yeah, sure. to, to even have so a damn event. That's not, I'm trying to just bash all the organizations. I just think it's, you know, we're not even talking about just, I mean, fishermen. All oh levels. yeah, man. Oh you my know. God, yeah, yeah. It's Crazy. Uh, I had. Uh, I had an interesting one, and I told you, and I, I won't, I won't name names who I think it is, but uh, I'll leave that up for discussion. But I'm pretty sure uh, the old corporate podcast that uh, got shared around the world by some uh, by some egos <laughs> that aren't fans. They weren't sharing it like, damn, Luke's really cool and has good points. They were sharing it hoping, damn, I hope Luke gets in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that definitely happened this week and uh and it's still not over so we'll we'll see how that shakes out uh we get in trouble like a like school I, kid i kind of feel like right now i'm like having some like, i feel like i'm involved with like the clintons with right now with all this stuff. Like I, I need to be looking like setting some cameras up in the woodline seeing if people are going to be trying to come after me hey I, I have noticed some, in the I've, i have noticed some damn black suburbans with blacked out windows riding through my neighborhood this week i don't know yeah. if that's good or bad <laughs> I have some of those helicopters start flying yeah. over. I'm going to know the reason why. You know, start noticing red dots on your damn kitchen wall at night. You're like, oh. Hey, I'm going to tell you, if I start shining them on mine, they better by God be ready for them. Because it ain't the only one that's got There's one coming back. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah, it's kind of like um, going against the Illuminati a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of that yeah. going on in life. But here's my thing. And I mean this. And I, I'll tell you this. I've told you this in private. I'll say it public. With, with what I have uh, done with the podcast and, and showing people who I am and, and that I'm honest and things, I really feel like, and I, and I mean this, I'm going to speak my opinion. I'm going to speak my piece on things, and, and you can decipher that for whatever you want. But at the same time, I feel like that you got to be a little careful um, threatening me or coming at me <laughs> because there's a lot of loyal people that listen to this show, and if you make my points for me, uh, 
like, especially in this corporate greed situation, like if you were to come for my head or come for my job, like you're just making the points. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, like, I mean you're making my point. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I'll always put you to work selling radio ads. You never got to worry about Hell, it. Hell, I ain't worried about it. We'll, we'll <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, I, I'll do whatever I got to do. I'm like you, man. We'll feed, we'll feed the family. The family, oh, yeah. the family will get fed, buddy. All right, BK, dude, this was a lot of damn fun. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it, and uh, I really appreciate you. Um, any more – I know you went to Kentucky deer hunting. I'm going to end on this with you. Any more big deer hunting plans? I know you're you, – we'll throw in this for the hunters. Where are you planning on hunting this fall? Because you're always all over the map. I can't find you this time of year. Man, we actually had uh, deer season open in Tennessee yep. yesterday, and uh, – you got a little, a pretty nice little buck just right by the house that I've been hunting. And I'm just, he's inching closer to daylight every day. And it's killing me not to be in a stand like right now. But I'm just really hoping with this moon that's coming that he's going to make a little mistake and show up in daylight. And I want to get back there and bust him. And uh, I've got a lease in Indiana this year. Normally, I always go to Saskatchewan, hunt with the folks up there at Buck Country Outfitters. But with the border being closed, obviously, they can't get across there to get a tag. So that's a big bummer. I always look forward to that trip. And that's almost like a vacation to me. You know, you just go oh, out and sit yeah. in the woods for 14 hours a day and just chill out. So that's, uh, I'm going to miss that trip. But I got on a lease in Indiana this year with uh, Chad Shank up there and his property with Wes Strader and Gerald Swindle. Uh, Keith Bryan from Powell Rods. We're all sort of in a, in a farm up there together. Looking forward to spending some time. And, the, you know, up there gives you an opportunity to shoot a different class of deer than what we have here in Tennessee. For so sure. that's kind of exciting to me. So. Other than that, it's just wherever I can go. So, hey, any folks out there got some good deer? <laughs> holler at your boy. <laughs> He's pimping himself out. And if you got a rich uncle that's looking to sponsor a Bass Pro, come on with him to the lease, too. <laughs> hey, the heck with the sponsor. We don't care anything. It's fishing. Fishing, oh, we ain't worried about that crap. We're talking about deer hunting now. We're serious. We're serious. Serious conversation. So we're not worried about sponsors. We're talking about deer hunting spots. Well, I'm, I'm, we'll pay our own entry fees. We can dang do that. <laughs> Just give me a 180. Just give me a 180. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it, buddy. Well, look, dude, I miss you. I'm going to come see you soon. I swear to God, it's happening. I know. It's going to happen. I appreciate you always being honest, and I appreciate you always having time for me uh, for the little podcast that could. But uh, I appreciate you, buddy, and I will talk to you this week. Sounds good. Appreciate everybody for listening. See you later, bud. All right. CBK. Brad. Night right there on Low Budget Live, Not So Live. And Brad is uh, hes an animal. He's an animal. He is uh, one of my favorite folks in the world. And just, you know, really, he he means what he says. And, and uh, he looks at everything very carefully. And he's very proud of the man he is, the father he is, the husband he is. And, uh, and he's proud of his fishing career. And I'm, I'm proud to call him a friend. So that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of damn fun. I hope you all had fun with that. Like I did I hope y'all are still enjoying Low Budget Live As always Um, Lots of things coming y'all I can't Like I feel like I say that a lot But Boats and Pros is coming back And we are scheduling some awesome shoots For the next You know Few weeks We're fixing to get back out there Me and Tanner Maine And uh, get some stuff filmed Got some good guests lined up So that's coming back A new project This is all I'm going to say about it but a new project coming that's going to be dropping in the middle of your weeks, and it's going to be fun. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. 
and it's going to be me and somebody else in the bass fishing world, and I'll tease it at that and leave it at that, but it is going to be really, really fun. Really fun. It's going to be different than Low Budget Live, but very much like Low Budget Live, and then we're going to have some more Low Budget Live episodes uh, coming with some non-fishing guests very soon. And other big announcement. Like, I can't... 12-year-old me is geeking out right now. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in the Luke Duncan uh, Traveling Circus Low Budget Live world, and, I, I man, it's it's just mind-blowing to me. But, uh, guys, I appreciate y'all, everything you've given me, all the comments, all the love, all the support, all the time. It means the world to me. We'll keep cranking them out as long as y'all keep listening and keep supporting these fine sponsors, Startron Sims. want to thank those guys again right here at the end of the show. Make sure, make sure that you hug your damn mama and your daddy. And we'll take you out with my song, Biloxi Blues, off the album 64. Hope to have some new music soon, too. Thank y'all so much, and I will see y'all next freaking week. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Headed my way for another place And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.